welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's July 8, 2019, and this is episode 667. This week we continue our travelogue series to cover my 2019 Complete Namibia Tour and Workshop as we leave the deserted diamond mine town of Colmanscott for an afternoon in another deserted mine at Elizabeth Bay. Unlike Colmanscott, which is deteriorating relatively gracefully, the buildings at Elizabeth Bay were built using bricks made with seawater so the salt is causing the bricks to erode away quicker than the mortar that holds the walls together. You can see this in action at the far end wall of these labourers' quarters. On the other side of that wall, the South Atlantic Ocean constantly crashes against the shoreline. Once again I used my favourite one-point perspective for this shot, aligning the far end of the building square onto the camera, as I find this increases the tension in the shot and these rooms lend themselves to that, in my opinion. I find it ironic that people that were reportedly making good money slept in such meaner quarters, and probably left what little belongings they brought with them on that plate above the bed areas, only to be replaced by the dust of the crumbling plaster from the walls that once sheltered them from the sea winds. My settings for this photo were f14 for 0.6 seconds at ISO 100 and I was using my Canon EF 11-24mm lens at 12mm. This next shot is more for documentary purposes but I wanted to show you what some of these houses look like from outside. As you can see the bricks are faring the weather much worse than the mortar and many of the buildings are simply collapsing as the bricks fail to support them. Because of this, we're obviously careful about which buildings we go inside. Needless to say, I didn't feel too comfortable venturing inside this one. Now, outside, I was able to increase my shutter speed to a 50th of a second for this shot, but left my aperture at my favourite f14 and ISO at 100, with my focal length adjusted to 20mm. Although the back of the next house I visited is crumbling pretty badly, it's worth venturing in, as this is the building that Freeman Patterson photographed and used a photo similar to this on the cover of his Odysseys book. I cropped this to a 4x5 aspect ratio to remove the windows to the right and the door to the left. I've shot it with them in the past, but... I just wanted to concentrate on the wall and the table with the bottles this year. Back inside for this, my shutter speed was 0.5 seconds and my focal length was 15mm with the rest of my settings unchanged. Following an afternoon in Elizabeth Bay, we drove back to Luderitz and a few of us got out of the vehicle a short walk from the hotel to photograph the corroding jetty that you can see in this next image. I look at this every year, but there was a bit of colour forming in the sky this evening, so I figured it would be a good opportunity to do some long exposure work, to smooth over the sea and allow the clouds to move a little. I shot from a few different angles, but prefer this one, 
as, for some reason, I really like the bent-over metal spikes on the block in the bottom left. The rest of the structure is also severely corroded, and I don't imagine this will be there for many more years, with some of those beams looking as though they're going to fall away at any time. If I recall correctly, I was using a six-stop neutral density filter, which took around a 0.5 second exposure out to one minute, to capture the movement of the waves and sky. I was also carefully applying downward pressure on my tripod, because the wind was blowing quite strongly, and my camera would have moved otherwise. I actually opened up my aperture to f10 for this shutter speed too, as I didn't want to risk going any longer while applying pressure. My focal length was 47mm, now shooting with my Canon RF 24-105mm lens. The following morning we started one of our long drive days, which is a great way to see Namibia, and the roads are now much better than they were when I first started visiting Namibia, though most of this day is on dirt tracks. We stopped for a number of photos along the way, but we'll skip to the next highlight, which is Deadflay, from our first visit the following morning. I'm sure you've seen this sort of image before, but I still love shooting these, and the magic never seems to fade as the sun climbs, illuminating the sand dune, but the shadow of the dune to our backs keeping the clay pan and foreground camel thorn trees in the shade, making them almost silhouettes. It's really hard to find something new when there are limited trees, that can be framed up with adequate separation between them, but this year I decided for my first shot that I'd allow the two trees to the left to overlap, so that I could put all five of them in that group on the left, and this makes me feel like there's a priest on the right giving them a sermon, although he might also be holding up two fingers making a peace sign. My settings were ISO 100, for a 25th of a second at f14, and I was using my Canon EF 100-400mm lens at 200mm. I find that longer focal lengths are essential to get separation between the trees because a wider angle includes other trees too easily. The sun only illuminates the background dune perfectly like this for a couple of minutes so once I have a few frames of each composition, I run between a few other possibilities. On this morning, I got five or six shots that I was really happy with, although I won't share them all today. One other thing that I like to do is to play with the bands of colour that form as the sun climbs, as we can see in this next image, with the blue sky, darker dune, orange dune, a slither of brightly lit clay, then the clay basin still in shadow with the camel thorn trees. The fun thing about this shot is that it actually shows you how much the trees in the previous image that we looked at were compacted. The three trees on the far right of this image are the third, fourth and fifth trees from the left in the previous image. The tree in between the two other trees, just right of centre of this shot, is the tree on the right side of the previous image. 
and the tree that is overlapping the smaller tree in the third group from the left here is the back tree of the two on the left in the previous image. You really wouldn't think that they were as spaced out as this, but it goes to show just how much using long focal lengths can compact the elements of a scene. In the previous shot, you'd think that all of the trees are within a few metres of each other when they're actually more than 30 metres apart. My settings for this were ISO 100 for a 30th of a second at f14 and a focal length of 158mm. After our morning shoot in Deadfly, we drove back to our lodge and got lunch. Then, after a bit of downtime, we went back out and took a walk across the plain to photograph one of the sand dunes. We do this again at the end of the second day in the park, so I'll share a photo from that shoot later, but before I do, I'd like to share more shots from Dead Flay from our second visit. As we left the lodge on our second morning, there was a good wind blowing, and it got gradually stronger as the sun came up while we were waiting for that magic minute in Dead Flay. Having decided on our first composition, as we sat and waited for the silhouettes to form, every so often a strong gust of wind would whip up the sand and dust, so much that it almost completely whited out the background, so that the orange colour of the background dune became almost a very pale pinkish orange, as you can see here. I like this because I've never seen shots like this from Dead Flay so we had been presented with something very special, almost as if it was in payment for us being sandblasted every few minutes. There were a few relatively uncomfortable moments as the banks of sand swept through dead flay, but when they give you shots like this, it's absolutely worth it. I also really like how the texture of the trees is so much more visible in these shots, and that soft coloured background is a beautiful additional element. My settings for this image were ISO 100 for at 0.8 seconds at f14 and a focal length of 312mm. Also, to illustrate the stark contrast between the white background image and our main objective, here is the exact same photograph from around 40 minutes later as the sun reached the bottom of the background sand dune, increasing the contrast once again. These three trees are the same as the right three in my main photo from the previous day, and I've shot this same composition many times. But I do enjoy having this image from various cameras, and I have to say that this version from my Canon EOS R camera is absolutely stunning when viewed at 100%. My settings for this were an 80th of a second shutter speed at f14 and a focal length of 321mm. I increased my ISO to 400 to get this slightly faster than my usual shutter speed because of the wind. I wanted to avoid camera shake if a gust of wind caught my camera at the critical moment. I'd like to share one last shot from Dead Flay before we move on. Once again, the high winds presented us with another unexpected bonus, as the sand from the brow of the sand dune that causes the shadow in the valley was backlit by the low morning sun, looking almost like the corona 
coming off of the surface of the sun itself. I've processed this to increase the contrast using the tone curve and level sliders to darken down the sand, allowing the smoking sand to look like fire. But there is still enough texture in the sand to see what it is. My settings for this shot were ISO 100 for a 50th of a second at f11 and a focal length of 360mm. As I mentioned earlier, we repeated the previous day by driving back to our lodge for lunch and after a bit of downtime headed out to walk to the face of a sand dune and here you can see it looking almost fiery red with the last moments of sunlight before the sun went down. The wind is blowing the sand around the surface of the dune here and of course the contrast between the east and west sides of the dune causes the east side to go into almost full black. There are actually two camel thorn trees in this shot, but I positioned the second behind the one that you can see here to minimise the elements in the frame as much as I could. I like to keep things as simple as possible. After this we walked back to our vehicle to a gin and tonic and some snacks provided by our amazing guide. And then had a nice drive back to the lodge to spend our third night in this very special part of Namibia. That's actually our 10 photos for this episode, so we'll stop there and pick up the trail again next week as we head over to Walvis Bay, where once again the weather gave us an unexpected bonus, enabling us to photograph the flamingos in a beautiful morning mist, so please stay tuned for that. Before we finish, I'd like to quickly mention that I've just flicked the switch to go live with a brand new website, Martin Bailey Art, which is a new fine art print and wall art store containing much of my best work, all available to buy as anything from fine art prints to canvas, metal and even printed on wood, as well as some budget media if you'd like to own something but need to keep the price down. Although these third-party prints are all quite reasonably priced, there is also a 20% discount for first-time orders if you fill out the pop-up that will display when you first visit, so please take advantage of that if you find something that you like, including many of the photographs that we've looked at today. You can find the new site at www.martinbailey.art I hope you like what you find there. If you're looking for one of my photos that isn't available, by all means drop me a line with the contacts link at the top of the website and I'll upload it for you to pick a print. I'd also like to mention that in addition to the places that we have left on my 2020 Complete Namibia Tour and Workshop, I now have started to take bookings for 2021 and you can find details of each tour at mbp.ac slash Namibia 2020 and 2021 respectively. Thanks very much for listening today. If you enjoy this podcast, please share a link with your friends. Subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcast program to ensure interrupted delivery. If you have a moment to rate the podcast or leave us a review in iTunes, that really helps to keep us relevant in the huge number of podcasts out there now. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram, etc. 
and links to everything that I'm up to are at martinbaileyphotography.com so do drop by and take a look. I'll be back next week with the third episode in this series but in the meantime you take care and have a great week whatever you're doing. Bye bye. Thank you.